from the Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Miranda, and Sarah. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 748, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text Sarah, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So, girls, you're not going to believe it, but I don't think there's any say it isn't so's this week. Wow. I was pretty excited. And for the most part, I feel like most of the news was pretty good and positive stuff. Now, there was a story that I just alleviated. I didn't want to get us there. I didn't want to get Sarah around, wound up on one of them. And oh, no. Mar- and Mar- <laughs> it was Magic Band Plus. Oh. And Miranda and her best friend, Mr. Chapik. I just left those articles out because we've kind of beat a dead horse here. We all know how we feel about those. But yeah, overall, I feel like it's good. So no say it isn't so's this week. All right. Unless it's because um, Halloween has arrived at Disney and they don't realize that it is things they're not supposed to do. I have no idea. Um, But on Friday this past week is when Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party kicked off the 2023 season. Did any of you guys have guests there? No, but I saw that a lot of the Halloween parties, like the earlier ones, are sold out. Oh, interesting. Maybe because they're cheaper. Yeah, like uh, most of the August ones were sold out. And the only thing sold out for October is actually Halloween. Of course. So right. the park was decked out in its autumnal decor. Of course, we're not surprised. There were some new things, though, that I liked that they showed a few new things on some of the vlogs that I watched. Because... I always love the decorations, but it's always nice when they add in something new, kind of like when Silver Dollar City does that in Branson, when they like add some more decorations in there. Something we haven't seen yet. Right. Apparently the merch for Mickey's Not So Scary, holy cow, was causing a frenzy. If you were at the parks during COVID, there was a line and they would only let so many people in the store because of COVID. Well, in this situation, there were so many people trying to see the merch. They had a line and they were only allowing so many in at a time because there were so many people in there trying to see the merchandise. However, kind of like the 50th, remember we heard so many people were in these long lines to get the 50th merch. Well, apparently guests were commenting and they were commending Disney for being prepared because apparently at the end of the night, there were still available sizes pretty much everything so they must have ordered appropriately this year and i don't know if it was because they had the 50th to get ready for it or what but i thought that was good news i just don't go to disney to buy merchandise and i get it that some people's things like everybody has their thing it just blows my mind that people like wait in a line to buy something or to like shop at disney like you're you just paid a whole bunch of money to be at this park so to wait in a line yes. to get into a store to buy more yeah that just blows my mind but again each person has their own thing well, i guess part of it is how disney does stuff right you can only buy some of these things at the parks true 
And so it, you know, it's that fear of not having it or not being able to get it if you're not there. Plus everyone trying to sell everything on eBay. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. It must be annual pass holders <laughs> yeah. waiting in those lines who are gonna go and grab it all and sell it online. It is kind of a bummer though, you know, if you're, um, this is your one trip for, you know, your lifetime or even every couple years and maybe you can't get in a store that you want to check out because there's a line it's kind of a bummer but i just can't imagine it was so busy when we were there in october and that was two weeks after the 50th day i don't even want to know what it, it just i think it's we've all changed so much from having to be on our own first i cannot i'm just like and i'm not i'm not that person not normally anyway well, I'm gonna keep talking about uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party since we're already kind of on that topic. Um, it runs from August 12th through October 31st. You've gotta go to disneyworld.com to see the exact dates and the pricing because it's not an every night type of thing. Um, the reason it's not every night is, well, people wanna also see the normal <laughs> fireworks at Magic Kingdom and not get kicked out. So again, why you have a planner, so we can make sure that you are there to see, if you're at a normal park day, you wanna be able to see the fireworks. If you're not, then um, you need to find out what the schedule is. So you're gonna go online or contact one of us and we'll help you out with that. The October tickets, um, it says they're 199 plus tax, but that is for Halloween night. Um, and that one is already sold out. So the week before Halloween is like 179. And the week before that is like 159. Um, just off the top of my head, I think those are the prices for the Halloween party. So it's a little bit more than um, a park ticket, but you do get to get into the parks at four o'clock. So that's kind of a nice. You don't have to have a park ticket for that day, but you get into the park at four, you get to stay till midnight and you get a couple little perks with it. If you go in August and September, those prices are a little bit less as well. Um, make sure that you are confirming the prices on the website. Here's what you're going to see at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. There's Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular with the three sinister sisters bewitched and bedazzled at the Magic Kingdom with the guests. We've got, um, you can watch Mickey's uh, Disney's Not-So-Scary Spectacular, which is the fireworks with Jack Skellington and Disney friends. So it's a special fireworks show just uh, for the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween party. You can visit Disney Junior's Jam at Storybook Circus and dance with the Disney Junior characters. You can see beloved characters in the Booty You Parade. Of course, there's always the candy collection. They give out a lot of candy on the Trail of Treats. Um, make sure you bring like a big old pillowcase or a huge bucket because you're gonna end up with a lot of candy. Uh, you enjoy the Magic Kingdom decked out for fall with a limited number of guests in the park. They only sell a certain amount of these tickets so the ride lines are much shorter. If you want to go to this party, like I said, reach out to one of us because we would love to hear your thoughts um, and the details on the party. And we would love to assist you with trying to find the right time in your Disney schedule to get those tickets booked. So have any of you guys been to this party? I'm not. I've booked a few. So Nick and Tim went to this four or five years ago and they joked because no one was going to, is it Tom Sawyer's Island? that right mm -hmm. yeah there was nobody there and they saw that and nobody was stopping like you couldn't just go to one pl that place one time 
So they kept getting at the end of the line and going back through and the person was given like handfuls of candy. Well, I watched a vlog on somebody that went and I saw one, two in the, kind of like what I do when people come to the door, one, two, and then they would put it in the bucket. So it has changed a little bit. Not that that should. So you're not getting us. as much candy. I mean, Nick's picture. I know how much candy yet. It like covered the entire bed. It was ridiculous. Right. And so, um, that is a little bit different. <laughs> They're a little stingier. Hmm. I have heard that in recent years as well. So maybe they're holding back for those other people. I would go to it this year. So last year I wasn't I wasn't going to waste my money going because you didn't get in right at four o'clock. And when I have small children who I think you couldn't you get in at seven. I think last year you could get in at seven and it started at nine. Correct. But I mean, by then your kids are ready for bed. Right. I mean, it's hard enough for me to get them to stay up for the fireworks. So there's no way I'm getting them to stay up like very much past that. So I'm not going to pay for them to go from seven o'clock to nine o'clock. Like right. it's not worth it for two hours. Now getting in at four o'clock, I could do it, but we already took our trip. So <laughs> my October trip is without the kids. Yeah, I think my kids are finally getting old enough that if we go during this time period, I would be able to take advantage of that. But, you know, there's no chance they're staying up until midnight, you know, prior to their age now. (laughs) Well, Joey asked if we were going and I said, are you buying your ticket? And he looked at me and I said, "Um, in October, most or some nights are $199 plus tax. And he's like, I think I'm good. I'll just look at the decorations <laughs> while I'm in the park in the daytime. Yeah, I have a few clients that instead of doing a park day, we've just down their amount of days at the park and then added the party in because they're that's what their family wanted to do. Right. So we have I have several clients who went that direction. But I I told them like don't <laughs> you need to take off a park day then. This is your park day. Right. Especially if you have young kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to shift conversation towards Star Wars comic books. Um, We know it's an ever-expanding franchise. Um, So from director George Lucas, Star Wars is spanning for over four decades. This November, we will see a huge shift for the Star Wars universe as a special event. We'll not only see the return of Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, and Princess Leia, but we'll set up the entire 2023 slate of projects coming down the line writer of the Han Solo and Chewbacca series and contributing writer to Yoda will be writing Star Wars Revelations. The story is described by StarWars.com as Darth Vader seeking out the eye of webbish bog on Mustafar, a mysterious creature strong with a force, and a tale that will tease the direction for Marvel's various Star Wars series. Um, I'm going to call him Mark. Mark expands on the importance of Star Wars Revelations. He says, now we all know that the Force can be used to glimpse the present, the past, and possible futures. Well, the eye is going to show Vader all of the above, including moments that will be coming into play in 2023 all across the Star Wars line. It is our clever way of giving readers a preview of what everyone has up their sleeves for the next year, but this isn't a 40-page movie trailer. It's a real Star Wars story with Vader at the center. My goal is to make this story feel as impactful as possible without stepping on the toes of my fellow writers. Um, So he seems really excited about this project. I don't know what to expect. I've done very, very little research on it. Um, I think if you're into comic books, it's cool. But don't become a toxic comic book Star Wars fan, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I have an update on some stories that we've covered from Disneyland Paris and what Disney has done to ensure the safety and enjoyment of all of their guests. We reported that a gentleman was proposing to his girlfriend on the stage. At, that t- at the time, the gentleman said that he had permission, but when investigated, we found out this wasn't the case. That area is off limits for many reasons, but especially during fireworks time because Disney doesn't want their guests to get burned. Um, that all makes sense. So now Disney has put green a green blockade that is ornate to stop guests from heading up the stairs. If someone gets on the stage now, it will be apparent to everyone that they shouldn't be there. This gate was also placed to detour guests from going onto the lawn by the castle and napping, as we reported two weeks ago. Disney doesn't want to come off as unreasonable, but again, they have to think about all of their guests, not just the ones that don't want to follow the rules. If you break the rules, you can be escorted from the park and in some cases banned from Disney property for life. So think before you act. That's what we hope. Yes. (laughs) That's what was Miranda. I was listening to that episode where the guys, the person pulled out the pillow and took the nap. And Miranda was like, um, wasn't it, wasn't you on that one? Yeah. That was nuts. Uh, Yeah. Like, come on, guys. (laughs) Why did he have a pillow at the park? (laughs) He just carried it in with him. (laughs) I always travel with a full-size pillow. (laughs) Yeah, so, I'm, I mean, I'm glad that they're doing something about it, I guess. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I didn't want to leave anybody out. Their story came out of Tokyo Disneyland, but it was pretty awesome, or I thought it was, anyway. Um, apparently, one person playing Mickey was dancing with the addictive song Jamboree Mickey, which I still have not listened to. I need to. Well, it's not started this fad in the park. Outside and around the Jamboree Mickey Let's Dance dock side stage at Tokyo's Disney Seas. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it is. Um, the American waterfront port of call. Holy smokes. Um, swarms of Disney adults in the hundreds congregate to dance in unison for 15 minutes straight to two energetic dancing cast members, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, and friends. The phenomenon is happening almost daily with hundreds of guests. So you can you can Google this and see the videos. It's almost like, and I know now I've dated myself or whatever, but flash mob, I couldn't think of what it was called. When those were really Yay. big, it's almost like that. Like I love flash mobs. But yeah. So like they hear the song and everybody starts dancing and it all started with one Mickey Mouse person who was playing Mickey Mouse that day that did some dance and now everybody's doing it. I thought that's kind of really fun. That's cool. I like it. Yeah, you would, because you're a dancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be joining in the fun. I really want to see this. I I would just, I don't know, make me happy <laughs> to see that many people just enjoying themselves dancing. Right. Um, are you, you said to just Google it? It's not like on TikTok or anything? Um, I, there were TikTok, there was Instagram, there was lots of different coverage of it, but some of it was at night, so some of it was hard to see, but it was still fun to think all these adults dancing together just reminding me again of flash mobs. Hmm, fun. So the Splash Mountain characters have been officially removed from Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Parade. And actually, they're removed from all parades with the ride being rethemed. Here's what Disney has already revealed about the retheming. We 
pick up this story after the final kiss and join Princess Tiana and Louis on a magical adventure featuring some of the most powerful music from the film as they prepare for their first ever Mardi Gras performance. I mean, I have been waiting. I think everybody's been waiting for them to retheme. Remember when people were like crazed about like, oh my goodness, this might be our last time on Splash Mountain. And now we're like, is it ever going? <laughs> like, <laughs> and the ride vehicles sinking more and more every week. Mm-hmm. But maybe this is a step in the right direction. Like they are officially saying, okay, Splash Mountain characters are gone from the parade because we are going to retheme finally. <laughs> I do have a question about how her outdoor adventure wear matches up with preparing for Mardi Gras. I do not know. Can't envision that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little stuck there. So I'm interested to see what they end up doing. But we've seen these images of her in like this, not safari gear, but it's like out in the wilderness kind of outfit. And now we're, we're preparing for Mardi Gras. Maybe she's going to go and she's gonna hit the dress is gonna fall. <laughs> how they incorporate the drop and everything you know how they make it work in the storyline because I'm sure you've seen I see um, all of their art has Mama Odie in the, the top of the hill right that Mama Odie ship mm-hmm. so maybe we gotta go sailing down the bayou to Mama Odie because she's gonna make Mardi Gras magical I have no idea <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know yeah, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens. It will be fun to watch it unfold. Mm-hmm. So, Autopia, the only ride in Tomorrowland of Disneyland that is still an original that opened with the park in 1955, um, needs some loving, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cars only go about five miles an hour when you're on this ride. So you can imagine guest surprise when an Instagram user showed a photo of a car completely derailed. At Matterhorn underscore Mike 9 shared a photo of the derailed vehicle. It somehow got off the track and onto a concrete divider. The post read someone derailed an Autopia car, then abandoned it. Breakdowns are common on this ride, but this one has guests puzzled. <laughs> now, I've never rode that one because I've never been to Disneyland. Are there any kind of like areas where you go downhill that you could even get that much speed? No, there's, I, I have no idea. You'd have to get up out of your vehicle, lift it, get it off the track. That's what I was just thinking. Like, did somebody do this? Is this another one of those like posted on TikTok? Bad idea. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Or was it really derailed or was like, I haven't seen the picture, but was it off to the side somewhere? You know what I mean? It literally, Miranda's right. It looks like someone got out, lifted the car up and put it on <laughs> the concrete divider. Cause I'm like, unless there's like, cause I don't know, cause I haven't been there. Ours is really flat. So there's no way that could happen in Disney World. But in Disneyland, I thought maybe, you know, there's like a hill and he caught a little speed and then whoop, went over onto the, <laughs> but if it's flat, just like Tomorrowland Speedway in Disney World, somebody did that as a joke. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. I guess we'll find out. Maybe there'll be a continuation to this saga. (laughs) Well, friends, Disney World crowds are not expected to slow down anytime soon, much to my chagrin. So as you may have heard Stephanie mention a few weeks ago, there isn't much, if any, 
resort availability for the month of October. Generally, Disney has a slowdown at certain times of the year, but um, I guess that's not the case now, (laughs) as it seemed to be for at least the past couple years anyways. Um, So since October 1st, 2021, Disney has consistently had large numbers of guests in and out of all their parks. Disney is speculating that it is because of the 50th celebration and they anticipate that the numbers may go down after the 18-month celebration is over. However, while the crowds are staying up, Disney is increasing the hours at all four parks. You'll want to make sure that you check the times at the parks each day when you are there. Disney has been known to change the hours even on the day that guests are there. So check every day that you're visiting because they might change. I don't know if it's because of the 50th or if it's because of the reservation calendar. Because now they know exactly how many people they can let into each park and they can increase and reduce capacity at their leisure to send people where they want to send them. It just, it baffles me that they think increasing the hours is going to help. Like, you know a world goer because they will show up at Rope Drop and stay (laughs) well after until the park is closed. Like, this is going to do nothing. I think what it does is it gives you a little bit more time because the, I mean, the lines are going to be longer. So now at least you have an extra hour (laughs) or two hours to wait in those really, really long lines. (laughs) It's oh god, it's awful. It was so bad in January, it and it's so it's crazy because January is supposed to be an off time. And I agree with you, Sarah. I don't think it's just because of the the fiftieth. I personally think it's just because of uh, everybody's trips that had to get rescheduled and rebooked, and so many people canceled in twenty twenty, and then again in twenty twenty one. So then by the time twenty twenty two came around, people are like, well. We've got like two years of trips to make up for, Mm, plus the people who want to take the trip in 2022. Yeah, and that was just like our regularly scheduled. (laughs) Right. We interrupt this regularly scheduled trip (laughs) (laughs) to fill the parks. I mean, it's, 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 it was rough. It was rough. I know. And I don't think there is a good, a good time. It's just, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that you can't ask when's the off time going to be. There's not really going to be an off time from i'm i'm gonna say from chapex perspective not necessarily a purist disney perspective but from the money making perspective i should say um your goal is going to be to get as many people in that park as you can as many people you know maybe not even able to get on rides because if you're not on rides you're spending money and eating and so, yeah, like I, I have a threshold, right? Like if it's something I really, really want to ride, I'll wait for this long. But for most things, I'm not going to wait an hour to ride something. I, I don't know. It's just. They took away your magic. I'll grumble at it. That's what I'll do. No, no, you'll be forced to buy Genie Plus. That's what you have to do. I did that and it, it was, I didn't care for it. You need to go with Miranda and Zach. Let me log into your My Disney Experience, Sarah. I'll just keep booking for you next time. <laughs> Get to Pirates now! We did have, we were able to ride Pirates several times, which made me happy. The mystery ride that still has, seems to have the longest lines is Jungle Cruise. I don't get it. I don't get it. 
it's increased since that movie came out because I yeah. think a yeah. lot of people and I still have not seen that movie. I can't believe it, but I have oh, it. It's good. I, I like it. No, I knew you had said that. And yeah. I don't know why. We just we moved on to Stranger Things and now we've been watching Grey's Anatomy again. I don't know. We're just go <laughs> over here. Well, I, I will say not that we're talking about this, but right. Jungle Cruise, the ride. I don't mind the how the, they've made changes in the ride, but they changed the cue music. Oh, really? They did? It's not like the like the British sounding voice. Oh, yeah. you know what I you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. And it was just like the perfect like early 1900s adventure safari sort of vibe where um, you know, it, it felt so real, and now it's some lady, very American sounding, and I just I don't like it. No. Yes, we had to wait in a very long line to um, get on a Jungle Cruise boat, and during that whole time, I listened to her, and I was disappointed. I didn't oh, get to. Bummer. It was the it was a two to two and a half hour line the whole both mm. times we were in the park, and so. Well, my, we made the mistake, right? Okay, so you can't really, at least at, at Disney World, you can't see the Jungle Cruise line. Right. So we blame my husband for this one. Sorry, James, I love you. Um, <laughs> you know, he says, it, the line looks short. It always looks short. It's in that little box. Yep. <laughs> yes. And it was only posted at, I want to say it was like 45 or 60 minutes. I think that's what you said on your trip report. Yeah, and then we get in line, and we ended up having to wait probably like an hour and a half to two hours. But we got to listen to the 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 Q music radio station that I was sorely disappointed in. But then we got to see a couple ducks fornicate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds exciting. We're just standing there, and we're like, oh. Look what those ducks are doing. <laughs> so did you listen to the show last week? When no, we were, I haven't. When yeah. we were on vacation. Well, the big news last week was um, the Animal Kingdom was quite, uh, Kilimanjaro's for it was quite entertaining. Oh, yeah, yeah. For guests with the elephants that were blissfully happy. And, uh, it's um, nature. Well, and that's what I said. But at the same time, can you imagine the conversations that went on after kids were on that ride? Um, it was all over Instagram and TikTok and yeah. The truth is the best course. I'm going to give that advice to parents. (laughs) Just say it like it is. Kids deal with these things much better than we do. Uh, There would be like me on that book that we have with the frogs. And I'm like, oh, look, the frog is giving a piggyback ride. Yes, he is. Turn the page. (laughs) (sighs) Craziness. So I heard one of you guys talk about Disney's Genie Plus. Um, to me, this feels like a contract from a lawyer giving it to you. But anyways, I'm going to give you the news for what is going on right now. And that's the thing. I have so many guests going in October. I was going to ask Stephanie if she has the same, because I feel like literally a third of our school is going to Disney World. (laughs) Because when my parents, our kids were introducing themselves, they're like, I'm going to Disney World at fall break. I'm going to Disney World at fall break. And then one little girl doesn't know she's going to Disney World. It's a surprise. Her mom told me. Little boy was on a Disney cruise. I'm like, this is going to be a fun year. Everybody's into Disney. But I, I seem like every day I hear another set of, or another family from our school that's going. Kind of weird. They want to know about Disney Plus, but I feel like it might change again before we get there. Uh, Disney 
Genie Plus means guests can no longer make Lightning Lane selections for a second park before 2 p.m. return window opens. Now, that had, that's different than what it was originally. Currently, guests must make a reservation for their first park of the day, visit that park, and then they're able to park hop at two o'clock. That hasn't changed. We all remember that. Provided that the second park isn't at capacity, which so far, I don't know if any of you guys have had any clients, but I haven't had any clients that have run into that. No. Because that will make me sad when it does happen. I think the only time that happened was like New Year's Eve and... um, Christmas Day. Yeah. Those were really popular times to go um, to Magic Kingdom. So that what did reach capacity. So when you make your Lightning Lane selections, guests can select from different return windows. You may only select the next available return time. Until now, park hopping was the exception to this rule. When attempting to make a Lightning Lane selection for a second park, Genie Plus would automatically give guests the next available return time after two o'clock. So this, to me, felt like, why fix something that wasn't broken? Well, I know, I just feel like they feel like they need to do something else. Like, it worked. So to explain this, let's do an example. Let's say that you were going to um, Magic Kingdom, and then you were in a park hop to Hollywood Studios. So Magic Kingdom, you can get on Dumbo. Like you just get there and you get on Dumbo right away. And then you want to go ahead and park, like when you park hop later in the day, you want to get on something that's going to have a longer wait. Let's say you get on Tower of Terror. It would immediately take you to something that was after two o'clock because it knows that you're not there right now. And so then you could see like a two o'clock time or, you know, something after that. Now, it will not show you Tower of Terror until it has gotten up to the two o'clock time. Right. So it will, it just like blocks it out and it doesn't let you choose something for after two, which I I don't know why. I don't know why they, they did that. I mean, this is lightning light. So this is the one that you have to pay extra for. Yeah. Right? Yes. So people are already spending more money to book it, it's not like it's taking the reservation from someone else who could use it in theory. Like you, you're paying extra for this at 7 a.m. Right. I'm confused. And they, it's not like you can, you could get that and another reservation. No, it's you were just that's your next reservation, and right. it was just making sure you didn't accidentally get something before two o'clock because it knew that you couldn't park up before then. So it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. It just, everything I guess shows up and um, it just doesn't show up until the time has gotten there now. It just makes it more complicated for people. I know that's why I said, I feel like I'm reading a a lawyer's contract of some kind. I had to keep reading it over and over and I'm just Mm -hmm. like. I just feel like it was easier before. Yeah. Because it was a little more idiot proof. (laughs) If that's even possible because it's so, like lightning lane is so difficult to wrap your brain around. Mm -hmm. Correct. (sighs) that one made me mad that was the news this week that I was like why why did you have to go and do that (laughs) all right let's talk about another change Disney's had many changes over this last year you know that magic band plus that Sarah loves so much gardens of the galaxy project rewind the traditional character meet and greets and more well Disney is reaching out to guests to get their input on these changes 
Disney often surveys their guests to find out their thoughts. So that's what they're going to be doing. They're asking guests questions like, do you prefer to stand in a traditional queue knowing that the line could be two hours or more and most of the line is outdoors and elements? Do you prefer the virtual system where you try to secure a board a boarding slot, um, sorry, a boarding spot, realizing that you may or may not get a spot or choose the time that you may ride the ride. Um, so if Lightning Lane is fully booked or unavailable, would you still choose to ride Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind? Yeah, you could answer with yes. I would use the virtual queue and standby line, whichever's available, or no, I would not ride this ride if the Lightning Lane access was not available. So those are just some of the questions, um, but we are wondering, will they actually listen to any of this information or are they just, you know, checking off those boxes, trying to figure out like, let's pretend and make like, like your opinion matters. I want to know who they ask these questions of because I never get any of these surveys. Right. I feel like, do they hand pick who they're going <laughs> to ask for favorable answers? Because I'm not getting these questions. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> All right, you never get any surveys. You never get <laughs> Nope. No. Okay. The only thing they ever ask me okay. is my zip code. <laughs> I've had to answer that several times, but it looks like from the article that it was placed on some people's My Disney Experience why they were in the park, the way that mm. it was set up, and I just did a couple of the questions just because I wanted you to have an idea of what kinds of things they were asking. Um, and I think it's great if they're truly going to use this information to better the system. But um, I hope to goodness, it's just like last week again, you guys didn't get to listen um, to that yet. But, or if you do, it doesn't matter. But the whole thing with that uh, cast member compliment thing. So they put that on the app. Why? So that they can tell the world that they did a hundred thousand in six months or they got a hundred thousand compliments but never tell the cast member that someone bragged about them. And never tell the cast members? No, that's what the story that Brad and I covered last week was that, and I was devastated because I just bragged on that when I got back from our trip. It was so easy. If I got done with a meal and I felt like that our person was exceptional, I went in there, I made the comment, I even looked on their tag that was optional to see where they were from. It seemed like they were gonna look for that person, but they don't. The only compliments that they ever hear is if you go directly to guest relations mm -hmm. and they type it in for you. And so sad. Hmm. So. Because I was noticing that because they don't, there are some areas that you can't specify, or at least when last time I went, so this could have been updated, but there were so many areas missing mm -hmm. whenever I went in there and I couldn't find exactly where that person was. And I thought it was suspicious. So I'm going right. to have to go listen to that because I'm like, that doesn't add up. So anytime I send a compliment, I've just made a note of it and I emailed relations anyway, because that's, that's, that hurts to hear. That's not okay. When people are taking the time to write the compliment. It's not for your company, it's the person. Well, it's like what I said, any job that you're in, I'm sure that, uh, well, as a mom, Sarah, I hope you don't have this, but, <laughs> but for Miranda and dancing and us and teaching, you can get all that negative feedback and then get one compliment from somebody it changes and makes you realize now i know why i'm doing what i'm doing hopefully sarah you get compliments every day from your lovely children we could we could i could apply this from the pta perspective oh this okay 
So that's what I'm saying. So you could have five negative for that day mistreated, but then have that one person say, hey, you made a difference in my visit. And then and it matters. <laughs> it really matters. I don't know. I feel like we need a petition. We need the noodle people on this. So keep writing your emails, write directly to guest services, and the more detail you can find on that person or character, because you could do it for characters too, is I met, you know, Vi Marathi at 9 a.m. She was hanging out at this location, you know, behind the speeders. We talked with this one, this one, that one, like as much detail as possible, just input it on your notes. And then when you get back from your trip, send it to guest communications, because those I know they get. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to take the time next time. Not on the app. I'm going to just do it. What Miranda said, that's what we usually do is put it in our notes so that when I get the survey from Disney, then I just plug all that stuff in. Where, um, again, though, is that survey? I don't know. There's an extra email, though, too. Um, like communications. Look up the direct email and send the email to them directly as opposed to through a survey. Because then okay, it goes through... Um, it has to go through people, and that always gets funneled. Okay, good. You want to make somebody's day. You do, mm-hmm. and they. We've been so many times, and I've you know run into cast members after the fact, and they remember who send them compliments because they know they'll see. Okay, well, I recognize your name. Really? Oh yes. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Oh yes. So there was one trip where. My dad sent a cast compliment because someone was trying to help us get breakfast at Cinderella Castle every morning, like check in, check in, check in. And then uh, Vicky's probably heard this, but... No, it's awesome. Your dad told me it. Yeah. <laughs> so we finally got the, the breakfast at the castle. My dad wrote a lovely email about this lady. And uh, a few months later, my grandfather is trying to make a reservation at Animal Kingdom Lodge. And uh, they're like, no, we're booked. We don't have anything, you know, nothing's being offered at this point. Like, sorry. And uh, she's like, just give me your name just in case something opens up. And he's like, you know, Robert Noonan. He goes, she goes, oh, Noonan, hold on. So she puts my grandfather on hold, (laughs) gets on 20 minutes later. Oh no, we have an opening for you. (laughs) Oh my goodness. He's like, you know, are you related to like a a Joe Noonan? And my grandfather's like, yeah, that's my son. And she's okay. Yeah, you your room is good. Like you're you have your spot. <laughs> so wow. my grandfather gets off the phone. Disney calls my dad immediately. He's like, "Who do you guys know over there?" <laughs> we don't know anyone. We just wrote them a nice letter. So right. Oh. Good karma comes back around. Wow, that's awesome. All right. So we have a few construction updates or lack thereof going on at Disney World that you should be aware of if you're planning to visit this fall. The railroad is still shut down due to Tron not being completed at this time. The Epcot parking lot has a large portion of it that is being refurbished. So if you are driving, be prepared to park in a different place than you normally would. A new gate has popped up near the Xandar Pavilion where Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is located. The Mitsukoshi store in the Japan Pavilion is now doing reconstruction on the other part of the store. The Moana attraction is moving slowly, but it doesn't seem possible that it will be completed anytime soon. Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is still under construction. With the upcoming addition to the Polynesian Resort for DVC owners, there's quite a bit of construction going on at that resort as well. This will not stop the fun of your vacation, but this heads up will hopefully be able to help you prepare. I do want to say if you have not seen the gate that they put up, 
you need to look at it on Google or like Google it because they themed it to Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not your normal gate, like the blue wall or whatever with pictures on it or Walt Disney's words of wisdom. It looks like it goes, I mean, and I don't know that much about Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's a pretty cool gate. Hmm. So I was thinking it make it would make for a good picture. So if you have to have a gate and you get a good picture too, that's a good deal. All right. So thank you, Vicky, for thinking of me <laughs> and Lego. Um, this is exciting. The Haunted Mansion Lego set has arrived at Disney World. It was released on August 1st and has been sold out on Shop Disney and Lego.com. But last week, I guess, spotted them at Disney World. The Lego set is literally a little model of the Haunted Mansion. You can see the gallery in the dining room at the back of the house. And there are sticker paintings of the hitchhiking ghosts, Madame Leota, and the Gravekeeper. Plus tiny ghost figures. So this might be a a fun project for Halloween. And then have to put it away every year. No, then you put it on a shelf. (laughs) With your other Lego creations. With my other ones. So I know we don't have, I don't think we currently do have anybody that does a lot of run Disney, but I feel like they're releasing these, or they're starting the ticket sales or whatever you want to say, registrations earlier and earlier. So Disney released that the 2023 Run Disney Springtime Surprise Weekend race themes this week. Each of the races is inspired by a different Pixar movie. The 19.3 mile race is Finding Nemo and Finding Dory themed. The 10 miler is what they're calling it is Toy Story themed. The 10K is Monsters Inc. themed. And the 5K is Cars themed. These races will be run April 13th through the 16th of 2023. And the registration for Platinum Run Disney Runners starts August 16th at 10 a.m. Eastern. Registration for General Run Disney Runners is August 23rd at 10 a.m. Eastern. And registration for Virtual Run Disney Runners is August 26th at 10 a.m. Eastern. I know we all challenged each other to do that Lion King one, which mine are still sitting in a box. But these are really cool. I kind of want to do the virtual one. There's some pretty neat medals that you get with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I know you mentioned that like, oh, they keep doing it earlier and earlier, but I'm kind of glad because I normally tell clients who are looking at going in April, like, okay, well, April can be hit or miss because beginning of April is like Florida spring break. And then somewhere in there, you've got one of these, these races. And so it's nice to have the dates of the races so I can have clients try to avoid that weekend because it's going to be True. more crowded. The parks are busier. So now knowing specifically when it is, I know I need to plan, have people plan for after the 16th. But super cute. If you are a run Disney person, I'm excited for you because these medals look pretty cool. Or actually the design. I haven't seen the medals themselves, but you know what I mean. Did you get them all last time, Vicki? I did. I have all of them. I can send you guys a picture if you want. So maybe this is going to be your thing. You'll just keep collecting them all yeah i have mine but they're in a they're not in the box but they're in a bag now. <laughs> oh are they they yeah. moved from the box to the yes. bags well my mom one day she was like what is this box and she looked in there and she goes why don't you have these out somewhere i'm like i don't know don't know where to put them <laughs> it is one of those things that like if you don't really have a spot you're just like i don't really know what to do with these like maybe when we finally finish the office that'll be a good spot for it Okay, so we were just talking about running, and now I'm going to talk about food. (laughs) (laughs) 
more my speed right here. Disney always has amazing food all year long, and it seems that in the fall and Christmas season, the food just keeps getting better and better. Here are a few goodies that will be around for the fall. At Pecos Bill in Magic Kingdom, they are serving a sweet almond corn cake. Um, and that's for the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. So it's a treat that's exclusive for that party. You can't get it unless you are there. This cake is an almond flavored vanilla cake. It's shaped like an ear of corn and then it's drizzled with white, orange and yellow frosting and topped with candy corn. So when it says it's a corn cake, it's just looks, it's cake that looks like corn. So it's not it's a real corn cake. It's super cute. Um, and then over at Golden Oak Outpost in Magic Kingdom, there's a spellbinding fried pie. Um, it's a buffalo chicken mozzarella and blue cheese filling wrapped in a flaky dough topped with a candy eye and a jalapeno ranch aioli. I'll take that one. Yeah. I laughed because Joey was flipping out because they put a piece of candy on top of a savory thing. Yeah, I might take the, the eye off. It's just one of those little candy eye. You know how you get those, well, you guys are younger than I am, but the little dots on a piece of paper and you used to mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. them and bite them off. That's what it looked like. And he was just freaked out by the whole thing. I'd take it off. Here, have this. <laughs> Give it to my husband. I love buffalo chicken, but blue mm-hmm. cheese, ugh. I know. I wish it was ranch. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you can get that subbed. Disneyland's popular show, Tale of the Lion King, was supposed to be finished, but this week Disney announced that this show will remain open at least until September 3rd. So this will give guests the opportunity to see this show that brings storytelling songs and dances from the 1994 Disney film, The Lion King, to Fantasyland Theater. Many times guests' favorite attractions, rides, shows, even characters are taken away to make room for new things at Disney. For this fan favorite show, it seems Disney has heard your pleas, and for now, it will be sticking around for people to enjoy. There's nothing else in that theater. I see no harm in just keeping it around. Right. Yeah, unless you have another plan for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you need to call Miranda because she seems to have good ideas about things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, one of my favorite rides in Hollywood Studios. Um, is Rock and Roller Coaster, starring Aerosmith. And it's not just popular with me, it's popular with lots of people. But as it turns out, the roller coaster was supposed to feature a different classic rock band entirely um, until they asked for $10 million. And this was a while ago, so that's a lot of money. Um, Disney's first choice for the ride was the Rolling Stones. Disney talked with the Rolling Stones, and if you're not familiar with them, but maybe know some of their songs, you might be familiar with I Can't Get No Satisfaction, Paint It Black, um, and Start Me Up. They asked for $10 million. Disney moved on to other music options. It is unknown what the licensing fee ultimately was, but we can safely assume that it was well under the $10 million mark. Um... There are recent rumors that this ride is going to be rethemed, but at this time, Disney hasn't said anything that reveals this. So guests are simply going by the fact that Disneyland Paris's ride is now an Avengers theme. For now, we will continue to enjoy Rock and Roller Coaster as we know it for as long as Disney allows us to. It's hard for me to think of anything other I know. than Aerosmith, but... Because that's what we know. I know. We'll see. You know, I still haven't been on that ride. 
No. I know. I, I September. Oh, I've right. been going with my kids and that's one that they couldn't ride. And now Lucy is finally tall enough to ride it, but she was mm, not quite into the whole, like she wanted a little bit like Slinky Dog was about her max of roller coaster. <laughs> she needed to kind of stick at that level. So we weren't going <laughs> to challenge anything. We completely tricked our kids going on it. We told them it goes really fast, which they were fine with. And we said it's in the dark. They were okay with that. We did not tell them that it went upside down twice. (laughs) And so we get on it and, you know, you can see the launch, of course. And we're like, just keep your head back. Try it. That was my biggest thing is keep your head back. Keep your head back. And then we get off and I, I said, did you know you went upside down? And... My oldest one said, I I think we did, didn't we? And I was like, yeah, you went upside down. Like right after you take off, you go upside down. And um, and I said, but did you know you went upside down twice? And they were just like, what? <laughs> so um, yes, they, they loved it. And then we went on it, you know, three more times with the old oh. Fast Pass Plus system, which good luck doing now. <laughs> right. I think that's why everybody likes... I think dark rides are a good thing for people that are scared. Because mm. a lot of times you can't see what's coming and you get caught up in the singing and the just loud atmosphere. And I don't know. And because Brad did not like roller coasters and definitely not ones that went upside down, but he loves rock and roller coaster. And I think it's just because of that. Mm. And so when Nick says he doesn't like dark roller coasters, I'm like, why? I have to see where I'm going. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That's the part that makes everybody get sick. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I have to see where I'm going. That's why I think rock and roller coaster is a little bit easier for that reason. But as far as going upside down, to me, you just get pinned in your seat. Right. So it, to me, the worst is like the up and down, type, right. you know, and like banking and that sort of stuff is worse to me than going upside down. But you don't realize that it's over before it's happening yeah. so well we'll have to report on stephanie doing that for the first time that'll be fun i cannot wait well thank you guys for joining us if you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment you can text us at 636-373-4497 and if you'd like a free quote contact sarah vicky or myself stephanie at 636-373-4497 or you can go to yourstorytravel.com, click on the drop-down menu, and look for one of our names. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki, Brad, Kaylee, and Joey are going to talk about their week-long trip to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And as always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Till the fire. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends.